Thank you for listening to the Data is My Science podcast, the show that makes data your passion. With your host, Dapper Data. What's up, what's up, what's up, everybody? You're listening to the Data is My Science podcast, the show that makes data your passion. I am your host, Dapper Data. Today, we have a special guest on the episode, all right? We have talked about this probably about once or twice, all right? We're talking about deep fakes, you know? Have you seen Barack Obama call Donald Trump a complete dip? You know what, right? <laughs> or Mark Zuckerberg uh, brag about having total control of billions of people stolen data, right? You know, uh, deep fake technology is being weaponized against women, right? That's a possibility, right? And that's what's going on now, you know, pornography, things like that. I mean, deep fakes is, is, is something that we really need to educate ourselves on. And I brought a special guest on the, on the podcast today. His name is Peter. Peter, say hello to the audience. Hey, guys. Thanks for having me. Yeah. So, Peter, look. Peter, in, in addition to building and selling four companies, okay, and to me, I can only imagine that that has to be a big undertaking because I have only built one company and I don't even know if it ever gets sold, whatever, but but I just, but I know that, uh, <laughs> I know, <laughs> yeah, but he's built four companies, right? Peter helps underrepresented founders build their company as well, you know, so definitely people out there, you know, reach out to Peter. Um, if you could sell them on your company, then reach out to them, right? You know, he'll help you out with it. But uh, but he offers them free mentoring and uh, and and built an incubator whose graduates have raised more than $500 million and created more than 3,000 jobs in the world, all right? Outside of work, he is a passionate adventure traveler, all right? With me, I, that, that's, we probably can connect. We probably can meet each other and travel all day, every day. I love traveling. It doesn't matter wherever in the world. I love it. And he is an aviation enthusiast. Now there, I might have to stop you there, Peter. Okay. <laughs> I love flying I'm, on planes, but I don't know. Maybe you're like a... <laughs> I'm weird. About, I, I don't care. I just love being on airplanes. I never get past the miracle of what an airplane is. It's this machine flying you're at uh -huh. 33,000 feet and through this, you know, miracle of technology that you don't understand that's happening, not just in the plane, but on the ground. And there's thousands and thousands of people all working together uh -huh. to keep this one machine in the air. It's pretty, it, it is kind of the pinnacle of what humanity has created, in my opinion. That's it's a great, great regularly yeah. scheduled air. Played. Imagine trying to explain that to someone a hundred years. Yeah, ago. no, 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 exactly right. They probably a hundred years ago they probably never imagined we would be where we are today with, like, with aviation. Balloons were like zeppelins. <laughs> I think that were it. Um. Uh. So yeah, I'm sending away. Uh, a, no, uh, interview. I'm saying I'm being interviewed. Shut up. No, 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 no. It's fine, man. Because, you know, I mean, you got to go through the process, right? You're a CEO, right? You know, let's talk about that because, you know, you're, you're constantly getting things, right? Business is business. And so you're the CEO of a company called Certify It. That's right? correct. You know? 
Um, and that right there, to me, is an amazing accomplishment. A lot of people don't say they're a CEO of a company. And you also have a master's in uh, AI at Stanford University, right? That is another accomplishment that is mind-blowing to a lot of people because I even took uh, my son, right? He's 12 years old. I have him learning Python programming since he was eight, right? And one of the things they, they said, they say, look, you know, if you're learning this at eight years old, do that program. It, 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 I forgot the name of the program. I actually forget it. He's still doing it. I don't know. But but through that program, you're able to get uh, a scholarship or something within the top, like, 40 computer science schools, right? It's like, all right, great, cool. I'm going to sign them up. Great. And then uh, one of the top schools was Stanford University, right? <laughs> it was like the top school, you know, to this day as far as computer science. So, you know, I, I, de I definitely thank you for being on the podcast. Tell them a little bit about yourself, Peter. Well, thank you. Uh, first of all, I would say I was doing computers early enough that all the really smart people were not yet attracted to it because it was really geeky and early. So uh -huh. I think that was part of the reason. I can't imagine me being able to get into Stanford's <laughs> graduate AI program now. I, have to <laughs> I mean, people are coming from all over the world and, and they're brilliant. But um, yeah, so my back, I was kind of spent a lot of time in school in my 20s overcoming all my insecurities by getting more and more degrees. And mm -hmm. so I have the master's from Stanford and then I have an MBA from Tuck, uh, which mm -hmm. is Dartmouth Business School. And my undergraduate is Cornell, um, where I studied math and computer science. So I was you know, pretty dorky. That was computer science in 1985. We were hardcore. We were, yeah. we were not pretty to look at either. <laughs> but um, the, the pioneers. But anyway, yeah, so I went on to all sorts of things before starting uh, my first company, which was in the wine business. I'm bringing mm -hmm. wine online, which involved all sorts of interesting regulatory challenges. But we got the laws changed in 30 states to allow direct shipment to of wine so that's that's a one of a legacy one of the battles i had to fight uh, spending silicon valley money because our investors were jeff bezos and yeah minor yeah. perkins so we had 46 million dollars so we were that was that yeah. sort of head heady kind of experience where it's like no we will reshape the world yeah <laughs> we, you know because we have endless money um so i had and till you don't, which is the rude thing that every we all we founders learned, is mm -hmm. you know in 2000 everybody dropped us like we're hot, and so many actually promising companies were just left to spin in the wind or died or bought for fire fire sales, which is what happened to Wine Chopper because we had all the legal way to ship it. And anyway, I digress. We'll get back to. But, you know, so there is kind of a theme here of, okay, regulatory, you know, how do you get wine to people's houses safely, getting mm -hmm. UPS involved to collect signatures and all that, getting the ecosystem to sort of be there. And now what's, you fast forward three or four companies, and now the one I'm working on now, Certify It, mm -hmm. is is like, okay, finally AI is here, even though I studied it 30 years ago and couldn't mm -hmm. use it once. Now, 
now, now it's here. And, and I'm like, oh my God, I can see that there's lots of things that could go sideways if we're not kind of ahead of, ahead of them in terms of being careful and knowing what to look out for, right? And one of them that's just blossomed in the last year, of course, with Dolly and other technologies, um, uh, 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 stable diffusion, and mm -hmm. and the uh, the other big one that sounds like it's a video game. I don't know why I'm drawing a blank on it. Um, <laughs> I hope you edit these. No. Out. No, 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 no. no, I mean, no. If, even if you like, you think about it. Um, mid journey, mid journey, like oh, mid, mid journey. journey. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I don't yeah, know why yeah, like, yeah. that kind of sounds like a game, like a video game with some goth. Yeah, like, but something. no, like what you're saying though is amazing because you know it stimulates two questions for me, right? You know your journey along the way, right? I think about why did like, okay, back then AI was not this thing that they could imagine really, but for some reason you say, hey, look, I'm going to do this masters in AI, right? You know, and then, you know, along the way, right? You're not thinking about money. You're probably not thinking about it. It's something that I you had as a vision. Science fiction. I wanted to build Star Trek. Right. Things, right. I just thought. So is that what drove you there? Like, is that what drove you to be able to say that? 100% okay. curiosity. Um, you know, I, the idea of starting a company, no, I was purely uh, purely driven by wholesome geekdom. I mean, ah. was whole, I didn't even, because my family wasn't rich, so I didn't have, like, I couldn't, I didn't take any of those SAT prep classes. I didn't get mm -hmm. any coaches. There are people, you know, and I think that's even more prevalent now. I, and I And my mother, you know, she, she didn't even finish college, so... I, you know, I had to write, I, you know, I wrote my own essays and, and I did get financial aid and, and, um, you know, so I guess I'm telling you that because I'm older now and you're always supposed to preach about, you know, back in the day. Um, but, <laughs> you're supposed to, right? I mean, right. we need wisdom, right. right? In order to be able to I grow. I had to because... work. You realize how hard yeah. it was. Yeah, and, man. And so, um, so anyway, um, yeah, we didn't have the internet shit. We couldn't, mm -hmm. and we certainly didn't have chat GPT to write our <laughs> We didn't have that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, no, it's interesting because, you know, your journey is so powerful, and I think it is uh, uh, amazing for the youth to understand. Um, and the reason why I say that is because people always talk about the success that they're having now, but they never talk about the process that it took to get there, the journey they went through, right? You know, you're like, look, back then, right? When did you say you went and did your master's in AI? 87. 87, so 1987. 1987, so, so last you know, century. Not the age you, man. I, I was born in 1985, okay? Oh, so, wow. so I was born in 1985, right? And so I was I'm drunk seeing, most of 1985. Ah. That's my senior year in college. So. <laughs> I would say that I, I had my first of being in the same moment, you know? <laughs> <laughs> but but and, and maybe even till this day, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> but, but 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 yeah, man, like your journey is amazing, you know. And a lot of times, you know, I look at things like basic programming languages like C, right? You know, when they talk about that, you know, 
most of our generation now don't even understand what C is, right? Yeah, C was plus, oh. yeah, Java. Yeah. You don't understand what Pascal. garbage collection is, right? You don't understand what list list for Pascal list, is, or, right? List, that was the AI language. Hey, that man. was AI. Yes. You Literally. know, you kind of you kind of have everything given to you, right? You yeah. know, instead of being able to understand the the foundation of it. So it's important to really talk to. I call you a goat, man. Greatest of all time, right? You're a goat, man. You know, I out there. So. programmed on punch cards. So that's the one beauty. I've been around what? long enough. I've been around long enough to actually have the first program I wrote, I fed into a mainframe at Drexel University. What? In, uh, in Philly. Um, and off of punch cards. Oh I crap! Said, man. I think it was like something that would print on the line printer, like "Hello, my name is Peter," <laughs> and that was it. You know, man, and, and that probably blew everybody's mind, right? Oh yeah, <laughs> I brought it home, and I, you know, I show look, the computer knows my name. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it was. Those were early, early days. Man, so I want to talk about um, certify it, right? You know. Mm -hmm. Tell me what Certified is doing. What are they doing for the world right now? And some use cases, right? You know, because you guys are doing something great, phenomenal, right? Dealing with fake products, dealing with online scams, fake reviews. You know, you're you're in the mix, right? So tell me a little bit about Certified. Yeah, well, I think the the seeing remember back when they had something called photographic evidence. Mm-hmm. That was, and, and I don't even know how the courts treat it now, but obviously we know that a digital image is not necessarily real. Let's put it that mm -hmm. way. And, but our brains don't know that. And if our brains know anything, they, they believe seeing is believing. And mm -hmm. even if you're seeing unconsciously, seeing is really powerful in terms of how it impacts your brain and how it forms memories and and now we've entered this era where what people see can be manipulated through generative ai platforms from open ai and these other things and i love these tools by the way like as i've been waiting 30 years for them mm -hmm. <laughs> but i also extrapolate and i'm like whoa we also have all these channels like YouTube and Facebook and TikTok, whereby these generated images and eventually videos could reach mass audiences. And then what is truth anymore if you can't mm -hmm. tell the difference? And as the Washington Post, I think, says underneath their headline, democracy dies in darkness, mm -hmm. it really dies in disinformation especially mm. if it's visually communicated in a way where you like, no, dude, I saw it with my own eyes. And mm. right. And yeah, you did. But, and so that's the problem we're trying to solve. And all this app does, it's the dumbest thing in the world. Certify it. All it does is it uses the APIs to record the video and mm -hmm. then it squirts it right off your phone before you can even like touch it or even get near it. And when it does that, at the same time, it's checking your GPS coordinates and it's comparing them and your time. And it's looking at the time at the server 
it knows the GPS coordinates and the time zone shift from those two. Mm, like the metadata, right? Figure out a lot already. And then, um, and then it plots it onto the map and creates a link. And the only way to see the video is with that link. And you can share that link on social media or put it on a web page or whatever. Um, and then after people have seen it, you can even turn it off back in the app and it'll stop showing the video. Wow. But all it does is play the video. You, you can't download from it. Uh, we nice. ways to hack the download, but we're going to scrap, we're going to get around that. We're also going to add things like liveness detection, which is something that image classifiers can do, which can like, I, it, it will put a green circle around your head if you're living and mm -hmm. put a red circle or square around your head if you are a picture of you rather than mm. you live. So there, there should be some type of like, I mean, and I, now that you say that, right? I'm like, it'd be cool if there was like a Bitcoin type of feature where, you know, NFT or something like that, right? You know, where you can be like, look, this is. Well, that would be part of the test is like, maybe there's right. a, like, uh, that would be how you authenticate yourself is it has, it not only has, it, it, it recognizes your face, but it, it does a liveness test, right? Mm -hmm. So that's kind of a, it actually, it's it's very relevant because it's, it's the tip of the iceberg of the things that we're going to have to do of the sorts right. of, of new, you know, problems that we're going to have to solve. And so mm -hmm. what, you know, tr trying to solve all that is impossible. So we, we said, let's solve one thing, <laughs> right, all, right, which is all we've solved is we've created a way for you to create a video that you can send to someone that no one can tamper with mm -hmm. and that proves that what it shows happened at that place and at that time. It doesn't know what's in the video. It could be a video of someone spouting some nonsense. It doesn't know whether it's true or not, but it will say that that person spouted that nonsense at this place and at this time. All right. And so, and it's displayed when you share the link, it opens up a map, shows you exactly where it took place and then plays the video and it streams the video in the browser. And so that's, that's all it is. It's an app to record a video, upload it, and share it with a link that you control. Securely, but right? Yeah. Securely. But as, so the app is dead simple. But by doing that, it's a simple way. It's a, one, it's a simple to use app that people can use to, it's really something you ask other people for, which is why it's a real hard thing to bring mm. to market. But like repudiation right. or something. So like use cases. That, so I just I got off the phone earlier today with the guy who called me from Ireland, mm -hmm. and he his whole business is um, scan um, people selling fake animals, purebred dogs into like dog like that's he's just in the dog breeding business, uh -huh. and apparently authenticating that you're buying the dog from the actual breeder is a big deal Man. and he's like i want he want i want to roll this out in this industry to uh, allow breeders or so that a buyer can ask the breeder to prove that this that this dog is here on this farm where this breeder because apparently you buy dogs it's kind of i don't want to say 
I don't know enough about it, but you you do go to these farms, but sometimes they just kind of you buy them remotely and they get shipped. I think for really fancy people. I don't know, but anyway, so that's <laughs> a weird one. But now you think of more common day. So you're about to buy a Roomba, used Roomba on on eBay from mm -hmm. someone, and um, you just want a video that shows that it's they have a Roomba and that it works. So just mm -hmm. some, you know, I have a video of the Roomba that works. And there's no way they can fake that because there's what, what the fraud is when people can have videos and photos of things that they don't even have. And that happens on all these platforms all the time. Um, and so think of Airbnb, like, have you ever been disappointed that the Airbnb that you got didn't actually look much like the photos because the photos were so yes. Freaking absolutely up fish eye like, and air. I mean, Burger King alone kills me, you know, with the <laughs> burger, right? <laughs> right? Same thing. And so the thing about this certified is you just say, Hey, give me a, a give, just take me around, show me around. Because you can do camera out, camera in. So you show yeah. show me the place. And they can't, and it and it it's it's wide enough to be able to show you, but it's not gonna make it prettier than it is, and you're gonna see what it actually looks like and how it actually flows. So you just ask, ask, you know, you can say, I won't rent it until you send me this. But, mm -hmm. you know, that's a really hard model to go to market with. So we're trying to, um, you know, partner with these companies, you know, uh, so, and then the other one, the killer app that we're thinking is, is profile fraud on dating apps. So oh. Oh, yeah. a lot of people do like fake photos and, and then, you know, you get there and you're like, uh, and you're like, should I go through with it? It's nothing. Yeah, like yeah. That, but I'm still kind of, you know, whatever, you know, and and, and this is I hear tell. Right. Because I'm old. This, this all <laughs> this all this all came after the way I dated. But but so you would just say to the person, OK, when you're finally saying, OK, let's meet up. Um, You'd say, okay, can you just send me a certified video? Just show me that you mm. are, who you say you are, what you actually look like. And it is going to show me where you live. So if you don't want that yet, then go to a park or somewhere and just send it from there. But that way I will see what you look like right now today before I come over there and find out that you're an ax murderer. <laughs> <laughs> No, that would be great, right? You know, I mean, there's so many scenarios that you're bringing up. Right. Um, I'm sure it could be social media. It can be like TikTok, whatever it is. It could be, I mean, so many people are sitting there giving these deep fake uh, um, uh, presentations to people, right? You know, I'm pretty sure I fell for, I think you threw a couple of scenarios out there and I was like, oh shit. You know, <laughs> like, Anytime like, you, don't know. you know, you know, I remember. <laughs> when we were, the app was still in development and um, it was COVID times and I had to go to LA, unfortunately, because I had a family member who was very ill and I had to rent a car. And, mm. but, you know, everything COVID times, you didn't, you know, they'd say something was open, it was one. So anyway, I'm trying to return the car before the deadline and the place I go is closed. Mm -hmm. And there's, and they're like, and this is the only place that's open because we've only opened five stores in all of LA or something like that. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, um, well, 
I'm going to use this thing to prove that I am trying to return it at the proper location at the proper time. So I took a video of the car and me at the location at the time. And then when I brought it in Monday, I showed them the video and I just said, and see, this is an app. It shows, and it sh- I showed the map and the timestamp. And he's like, oh, all right, dude. And they so can't say anything. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I didn't have to pay for it. So it was just like, it's like whenever you got to prove something um, where someone might be trying to mislead you or you might need to prove something because like crazy stuff happened, you're like, no one's going right. to do this. Right. <laughs> no, no, that's amazing because uh, what you're doing is right. You're taking basic information that we understand. I, I saw in your in your uh, on the website, right? You think about metadata, right? Just mm-hmm. just the metadata alone, right? Timestamp, date, you know, the uh, the name of it, and all that stuff. How important that is for repudiation, you know, integrity checking and things like that. I mean, absolutely it's, it's amazing, you know. Um, so how do you? Yeah, well, it's oh, editable. That's the thing. In any iPhone or Android photo, you can go in and you can make yourself be in in the Himal on you know on top of you know Annapurna in the Himalaya at you know mm-hmm. eighteen thousand feet, um, drinking a latte. You know, it's just like, <laughs> yeah, and you, and you can have made it happen in nineteen sixty. So mm-hmm. and, and there's no, and it doesn't even keep track of whether you changed that or not. So you yeah. know. So, yeah, yeah, so just by locking down the metadata, which we snatch right away, once we, the photo, you know, we you can't even record the video if it can't get access to location, for example. It won't even let you record. I think this is amazing because, I mean, I look at even like something as basic as simple data management, right? Like I work for a company uh, like a NetApp right now, and we are a true data management company, right? You know. We don't focus on AI. What well, we actually do, combined with partners like NVIDIA and things like that, to do uh, real AI work, right, as a whole. But we're the data holding portion, right? And so when you hold that data, and there's something to be said about you can't even tamper with the metadata. Oh my gosh, that's that that is a win for a customer, right? You know, especially in the space of like I mean- the NSAs and things like that, right? Well, we want to be, we want to be video, the video that is automatically admissible in court, like, because mm-hmm. cell phone video is not automatically admissible in court at all. They have mm-hmm. to do all these tests and they do have to try and figure out if there was alterations to the metadata. And, you know, if any of that's unclear, then it doesn't count. And so, you know, I think it's, the reason the company is set up as a public benefit corporation, so it's it's kind of like it's not a nonprofit, it's a for-profit, but it's public benefit, so it's mission-driven to protect yeah. privacy, and we're held to that because we're still a Delaware C corp, just like the big corporations. But Delaware yeah. came up with this new type called a PBC, a public benefit corporation, and so as a as a PBC. Um, we kind of want to, the vision might be for people who remember this again, there was, you know, something called the good housekeeping seal of approval that Mm -hmm. used to be something that was, people would have stamped on their products, you know, like now you get a 
eco-friendly sticker or something. Um, mm -hmm. and, and so, or there was this thing called underwriters laboratories and a, an electrical device. And you might still find it in the US, I don't know. It will say UL listed. And that was because when electricity first came out, people were just like stringing wires all over the place, <laughs> different voltages and uh -huh. didn't understand a damn thing about it. So electrocuting themselves. Yeah, and, or, just hoping know, it works. People <laughs> make a coffee pot for one and they plug it into this other one and it would explode or catch fire. So they had right. to sort of have this UL listed and it became a standards body. It just mm -hmm. said, this is how it needs to not blow up when you plug it in. And this is kind of, for truth, I think there needs to be a company that's kind of wholly unable to manipulate. So we can't see it either, right? It's, you know, it's, it's encrypted on Amazon servers. And it's the same thing that Apple does. If you've ever lost your iPhone, you will know how absolutely frustrating that is because that happened to me last week. But <laughs> if you... Apple is Fort Knox because they don't, everything's in, they don't have, they don't have the keys to the car either, mm -hmm. right? They might have half of it, but mm -hmm. if, that, if, 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 if you're dumb enough to let someone in, in Soho in London in the evening ask you directions multiple times so you keep unlocking your phone in front of them so mm -hmm. that they then can see, memorize your code and then snatch the phone and run, Mm. Um, very clever. That's how they <laughs> get into your iCloud. And which I, a week later, I just now got back into it. And the only way to do it was to come home to my iMac, which that has extra capabilities to allow me to send codes to other devices. Mm -hmm. They were like, do you have an iMac? It's me. Yeah, I got it back, but. <laughs> But yeah, that was a segue of segues there. Yeah. But it, it's very relevant to, um, you know, the fakeness, the theft. I don't know. It, somehow it all feels related, like, because identity theft, that's where they were headed, right? Mm -hmm. I could see the, 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 the breadcrumbs of all the things they were trying to do. And, um, and, you know, just funny little thought, you know, if I had for some reason decided to take a little certified video mm. of, hey bye by the way while we're here uh, you seem cool let's take a little video together and then i would have you know improvised like incro i would have the proof i can't say mm. the word it's been a long day and <laughs> i'm not gonna say it but everyone knows what i mean um i will have proof that that person was with me one minute before the phone went missing or something like that. And it's uploaded to the server. So while the guy's running around trying to like change the code and everything, it's secretly in the background, doesn't matter. He's, it's uploading it. So that's the other thing is if, if you're in a bad situation and you record your, I got you on camera, they just take your phone and you're doomed. Mm -hmm. But with certified, you get them on camera and then they don't realize that well, that just went up into the internet yeah uh -huh. and you know and they can't even find it on the phone they're like delete it delete it yeah. it's not in here it's not in here because it isn't 
So, yeah. Anyway. No, I'm, I'm sure there's like some like time between. We're not even gonna get into that. Like, where did it get to the cloud or not? You know, and then well, like, that is exactly. It out. It's, so, it's such an interesting thing because it, you know, as an engineer. So then I'm going into okay. I'm like perfectionist, so I I want mm -hmm. the videos to be at 1024. You know, I want them to be yeah. so they're HD. But that's not, this isn't about HD. This is about just proving, right? Yeah. And it's more important that it upload quickly than it look beautiful. Mm -hmm. And so as hard as I feel like. Ugh, that's a great point. Awesome. That's a great point. But I have, I'm going to go in and we're going to clock it back to lower, mm -hmm. lower res because for the use case the app is now, because it started as something different, um, it, it, those just need to get up as quickly as possible and they don't need to be HD. Right. Right. It's almost like it should be like streaming. Wow. Like yeah. Streaming to the cloud, like multiple copies here and there, yeah, versioning in place and all that crap. Fast. Cause if we can get it up super fast, that's another thing. It'll be much faster than like the 64 gigabit, four seconds of Apple video. Right. Right. <laughs> right. Which is going to sink mm -hmm. in a day. <laughs> so, so, so every day, right. You got teens, um, they engage with like countless of images and, and videos, right. That have been edited or, or digitally altered. Right. You know, that, that happens all the freaking time. And, uh, from simple things like Snapchat filters, right. To short, uh, uh lighthearted or, or ironic TikTok videos right, that are out there. And it's clear that young people are like pretty savvy when it comes to consuming, right, those things and creating these things. And it, it's funny to me, I'm like, man, spend your time elsewhere, you know, but they but they do it, right, you know? Yeah. They, they manipulate these videos, they do all these things, manipulating media. And in a lot of ways, you're seeing alter media is just part of being online daily now, you know? So, uh, but, but um, fun. you know, yeah, it's fun, right, to them. So I get it, right? So how do you believe that or why is AI deep fake technology a threat to democracy now? Yeah, and I, I mean, you're talking to like the most tech friendly, like I love, mm -hmm. like I said, I was the guy who told you why I love airplanes simply because I wonder at the fact that they actually can fly. Um, mm -hmm. For me, um, I think, you know, I, I just, um, I think I just forgot your question. Oh, the, 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 why is it a threat to democracy? Oh, right. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, you'll have to re-record that. Sorry. No, that no, it's fine. My little brain, um, brain omission, but anyway, going rewinding. Yes. So how, you know, so first, yeah, what I was trying to say was, this is where it starts. I've been, I love technology, right? You heard me mm -hmm. earlier about, you know, geeking out about airplanes. And so I find it weird for me to be sitting in this chair, like the one who's like running around saying, watch out, watch out. This yeah. is dangerous. That's not me. Cause I'm like the guy that you know, I'd love to always think about the future and stuff, but in this case, I, 
I, you know, it's funny, everything you live through teaches you something. And I think the combination of things I've lived through um, and the acceleration of what's been happening in the last, you know, five to 10 years in terms of sort of the eroding of fa what facts, like even what truth is, that mm -hmm. that's happening at around the same time that the technology is enabling people to create any reality or any truth. And so it's just the timing really sucks because right. we're at this point in our society where we're arguing about what's real. So even with just, you know, the way it is today, we don't agree to the same set of facts and with generative AI and with chat, you know, things will be written and photos created and films as you opened with of people saying stuff they never said, but it's mm -hmm. going to be so believable. It's yeah. going to be yeah. so real. I mean, look what they can do in movies. They're going to do that. And they're going to make anybody say anything. And then you're always going to be like wondering, is that really <laughs> this time? I know, I know. <laughs> this time, can you imagine what that's going to be like? Mm -hmm. Like, did they maybe just switch him out just for this one section because he did something, that, you know, it, or maybe this network? Then you get all these deep state theories, and you can go crazy because you just won't know. Yeah, and, and so if there's a way where we can simply establish that there are ways to prove something happened and that is with a closed system of video like certified so it's a closed system meaning the video is never accessible by the people who record it or the people who watch it it it, it it's captured goes into the cloud and it's there um locked down in fort knox and we can only do this on iphone by the way because mm -hmm on android we so i've been talking to programmers and security people and they all tell me exactly how they can hack this on android they can spoof the gps pretty easily that you can't get around that because of the way it's architected whereas i ios you can't you wouldn't be able to get in there to spoof the gps in a way that the ios camera api would uh, be you know for it, stuff I don't understand, but anyway, mm -hmm. I'm. This is an invitation to all your listeners to please try and hack certified on iPhone. And if you do, I'll give you a thousand dollars. There. Oh, nice, 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 nice. And if you can send me a video streaming from its link, which is currently called Yaza, and put it somewhere that it couldn't. Like you're on top of Mount Everest, but it's you in a supermarket. You're in the Bigly Wiggly in, in Savannah, Georgia, where my father was before he passed mm -hmm. away. And you can put yourself anywhere and you're, you know, riding a, um, a, a robotic donkey on the moon, whatever. Send me that video and I'll give you a thousand dollars if you can send it from Certify It. Oh, man. There we go, man. Hey, look, all hackers made out that there. Up. <laughs> I like it, man. You know, I might even been my my master's is in is in uh, 
and 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 hacking basically. I would call it hacking. It's really cybersecurity, but I I did a lot of hacking for a specific company that I I cannot name at some point, you know, right now. But I but I love it, man. You know, I mean, I'm focused on data science now, my PhD and stuff. But but hey, I'm I may go back, man, just to say I did that, you know. And so you know, uh, so that's amazing, you know. So so would you say that AI deep fake technology is is just about videos or can it be photos as well? It can be uh, other stuff. Well, it can even be anything. I mean, remember, like, I, I think everyone listening to this is old enough to still know, like, when you're like 18 and you want to drink, that there's ways to make your ID look like you're 21. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that was a physical thing and all those physical things are, are gone right they're going away mm -hmm. so um so the, the this new world is going to be uh all digital and so i think it's just going to be easier and easier for people to um create any reality mm -hmm. and so you know there's there's all the generative ai stuff that you mentioned so the chat GPT and so not just writing, but obviously the, the image stuff is the stuff that's most concerning and video is nothing more than a bunch of photos strung together. So if you can do photos, you can do video. And so video is coming as soon as they can get it fast enough. And, and that's where it's already here. I don't know. There's like Google, uh, your listeners can Google, um, uh, 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 what's that Olympic sport where they push this um, metal, heavy metal thing on ice and they have brooms? Uh, have you seen oh, this? Wait a minute, hockey? Curling, curling. Right? Oh, curling. Oh, yeah, curling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Curling. Yeah. If you Google curling beavers, you will find a deep fake of beavers curling. I think it was after the Winter Olympics, and it's brilliant. I mean, it looks just like that, and they're sweeping it, and they're skating. Mm -hmm. You see it, Let's or you can curling. find it. But you said curling beaver. Yeah, it's C U R L I N G, curling like curling. Is your it hair. a gift? Beavers, um, and it'd be on YouTube or something, but. It'll just be, it's a deep fake video of, of them. Oh, yeah, I see it. <laughs> you see it. <laughs> and they can make them do that. Think what they can make you do. And, yeah. they, you know, they can make anyone do anything. And be Let me anything. see if I can share it really quick. Yeah, <laughs> trying. Yeah, yeah sure you can put it in your, uh, um, your the, the notes. But, yeah, so... That is so um, as more of this, I think it's going to be fun. OK, don't get me wrong. I think I love playing with with these tools. Right. I think it it unlocks a sort of creativity to a whole new set of people who maybe don't have the mechanical talent to draw, mm -hmm. for example. I just I'm as uncoordinated as I don't know whatever's uncoordinated. I'm that, <laughs> I'm more than uncoordinated than that. And so I need, uh, like, I can have real fun creating these images with, with Dolly too. But um, mm. uh, 
but you know, I can if if you're a if you're a mechanical drawer of images, that is that's already been kind of threatened. But you're, you know, and and so what's going to happen is yeah, when it comes to copywriting and graphics for uh, selling products, all that kind of stuff, mm-hmm. those they're going to one there'll be one out of every ten jobs left on that, mm. that final end, but when the printing press was invented, everybody was scribed. That was the equivalent of like all these um, creators today. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, well, not, but everybody's a scribe, right? You, there was literally no printing press. There was no way to make even more, th- more than one thing, one copy of a thing. So okay. if you wanted to like get the word out, you had a room full of dudes. And I think it was always dudes writing it out over and over mm-hmm. manually don't it? yeah <laughs> and so and they had to be writing a lot and then suddenly this machine just completely wipes out their jobs there was Man, no all the jobs were gone but then a mm-hmm. whole new industry rose up around those machines and the new jobs appeared and they became the people who operated the printing presses or greased them or maintained them or 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 made the ink for them or uh, you know, they, and unfortunately it, 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 it sometimes takes a generation for all that goodness of that transformation. I mean, people get hurt on the way, like the, 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 in the very beginning, like in Germany and your boss comes into the, into the scribe room and there's like 500 of you in there doing like religious mm-hmm. manuscripts. And he's like, you're all fired. Uh, <laughs> like we have this machine. And then, yeah. you know, 500 people who suddenly got a job by this machine they'd never even heard of, they never saw what's coming. So, yeah, they're they're in a world of hurt. But over time, people start to see it coming, right? And I think that's mm-hmm. going to happen with these um, technologies is beware if you do anything that doesn't require sort of human creativity, I think, because the yeah. mechanical aspects of creating imagery anyway that evoke something that we could describe in our own language we can now describe in our own language the imagery that we want to evoke Mm -hmm. and it appears and i don't you know where it was like you know the moment people stare at the mona lisa it's like it's uncanny yeah smiling or frowning (laughs) and 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 that that's purely the execution of the mona lisa that they're debating right there's Mm -hmm. one copy but now it's just so weird when you think of it's sort of this extrapolation for first we we found a way to for someone to make one thing and make lots and lots of copies of it but now we've found a way for you to just say what you want and make lots and lots and lots of copies of it, I guess. Yeah. I mean, kind of magic that way. So that's exciting, but um, there is going to be disruption and there's, I don't know where you begin on this, but there are arguments of copyright because the argument is like, well, mm-hmm. because Dali uh, and, you know, crawled the web and looked at my stuff on my website, little bits mm-hmm. of my stuff are in Dolly. Well, guess what? That's also how the brain works. 
you walk around and you absorb all this stuff and those little things trigger ideas and inspiration. Everything is built on everything that we've experienced. The only difference is that in this case, the AI experienced it on the web alone. We mm. experienced it on the web as, and we have physical bodies to move it around. So we're not force fed. We are, but we get to choose what we're force feeding ourselves. Right. Yeah. But yeah. my point is simply that, um, that's a whole can of worms that, you know, so that's just one man's view is that you can't really delineate because our brains work the same way. You know, our ideas build on other ideas, but it's still valid. Like to, if you say paint this photo in the style of say a certain modern artist who's still creating, for example, then that, you can certainly do it now for in the style of van gogh and it'll create a van gogh for you of whatever you want but van gogh is dead what if it right, right. how to create it of a live hot artist now you're back into deep fake now it's a whole new industry of deep fake like all right mm -hmm. and then like forget about i mean nft and and the and the cyber bubble that i was gonna say nft man like, the bubble, that, that got crazy that's a whole other conversation but that got crazy because of of trying to make digital unique, and that's really hard. Art to create an artificial uniqueness with the NFT mm -hmm. of a digital thing, um, particularly when it's uh, AIs can now create them for you. Mm -hmm. um, so, but that's that's yet another conversation. But anyway, yeah, it's a it's a it, we're in one of those really interesting times where everything's changing really fast like it is it is like you're trying to keep yeah, up with it it's like i think it's like once every 20 or 30 years i think it's like you get two or three of these in your lifetime hopefully mm -hmm. three or four we'll see people living longer but honestly this is transfer this is you know there's false starts with crypto and blockchain and people getting it a bit wrong and all this stuff but this generative AI stuff, this is not a flash in the pan. This is, is one of those foundational, I see it as one of those foundational changes to mm -hmm. how technology affects our lives. And so there's a whole new set of tools that the industry needs to develop to allow this new world to function. And if this new world contains a, everything is being generated by AI, Mm -hmm. then we got to have something we know is real. And that's the that's whole true. That's true. I mean, you basically did the dope nugget, man, and the, and the gist, man, you know, and from what I learned uh, is that deep face can be used to manipulate, you know, um, and threaten individuals, right? Absolutely. You know, based off what you said and corporations out there, you know, and something else I learned too was to, this has nothing, nothing to do with deep face, but staying fresh in your career, right? You know, I mean, you sit there and you talked about the transition from the press industry, right? You know, to mm -hmm. digital stuff going on now and people not keeping up with it, right? You think about Blockbuster versus Netflix. You think yeah. about all those things. And so you're giving nuggets out there to this to this group of people that are trying to start their career and understanding that, that, that don't be complacent, right? You know, sit there and grow with the times. I mean, people are talking about data scientists right now 
and the machine and AI and all this stuff. And they're worried, is it going to take over your career? Oh, Screw no. that crap, right? You know? <laughs> it's the stragglers whose jobs is going to take over. Exactly, Everybody man. Learn you. It. <laughs> no, it's a race. Get into it now. Get in it, man. You know, you be the first in, to behind the machines, man. There's so many empty seats. Even though there's fewer seats, they're all empty right now. So get yeah. in there and go for it. And by the time the stragglers get there, you'll be creating the jobs that they take. And exactly. 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 So, all right, let's get into some fun stuff, man. They think we're geeks all the time. We're always geeking it out. We, we, you, you, you have a background. You're like the foundation of the AI startup, man. You know, not the date you, man, but, but I do appreciate it, man. I do respect, right. you know, what you've been through, you know, the foundation, mathematics, statistics. I hate math, right? I hate statistics, but it's a foundation that was set for like AI and all that stuff, machine learning. And so, I want to let the audience know that we like to have fun, right? We think about, we have opinions about other things. So I want to do this game that I always do with my guests called overrated, underrated, right? You get to decide whether you think it's overrated, underrated, or right where it needs to be. Are you ready? I am ready. Okay. Wait, have you been to London before or you're just traveling? You're, you're I have been before, but this is the first time that I'll be like living there. Okay. Okay. All right. Are you ready to go? Yep. All right. Crabs. What'd you say? Crabs. Crabs? Yeah. Do you think it's overrated, underrated? Overrated? I'm a little grossed out by crabs. I've decided, I mean, if you think too much about them, they're basically big insects. And and if you really think about that and you think about the goo that's inside of an insect, Uh that's kind of the a crab is just a bigger version with that goo inside and uh-huh. that goo and turn it into something solid. And that's what you're eating, but it's just like the inside of bugs. So uh-huh. that's why I think it's a little bit overrated. You can live out of Maryland, man. You know, that's the crab. I know. My brother Baltimore, okay? He's oh, really? That's where I'm at, man. <laughs> My brother is, I am already disowned as, uh, you know, <laughs> that, but. Oh, but all right. Alcatraz. Alcatraz is underrated because if you actually go there, it's really fascinating to because of the history of of the criminals that were there. So there's lots mm-hmm. of stories. So it's not just like a tourist trap of like walking around a, a, a building, uh, old building, which it is mm-hmm. that. But it, it's the stories that the guides tell you that's really fun. And of also the people who tried to escape and and, and their fates which uh, usually did not end well, apparently. Yeah, 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 definitely, man. I've been there one time. I liked San Francisco when I went there because it was, uh, you know, it was amazing. I mean, it, it was just beautiful. You know, I got a chance to explore things. I went out there for, like, VMworld or something like that. Oh, right on. And I traveled um, to Silicon Valley. I checked out Google. I checked out HP site. We, this was when I was in the government and working at NSA, and we were working on a lot of different projects and stuff and trying to build things and it was pretty cool man to get out there you know um but i but i did get the chance to check out alcatraz so that was good um all right golden great bridge that is a can only ever be underrated because if you actually walk the length of it and Mm -hmm. then rewind back to and i should know the year but when was it built 1920 or something like that and Mm -hmm. realize 
how bold and courageous it was to do that with just two towers. Mm -hmm. So if you look at the Bay Bridge, which is the other one, uh, goes to the East Bay, they just wimped out with that. They're like, we're not taking <laughs> So it's just like, it's like a tower. And yeah, tower, you got to do three, four, five. <laughs> and it's very functional, but it's ugly. And I didn't think about that. They tried to dress it up a little bit with this new uh, spiky thing they added. But but the, mm. the, the fact that, that they got a, to get across, I mean, the people had to work on the end of those thing, cables, like as they're stringing it and they, the two bits of it are coming down sort of like a drawbridge to meet in the middle. It's mm. just that it's another one of those things where it's like how the engineering and the manpower and the and the lives lost, but surprisingly few mm. relative to the danger of that. So I think, and then just the fact that the thing that's lucky about the West Coast and the West in general is that people, other than the Native Americans, we we all got here kind of late. And mm -hmm. so a lot of nature didn't get houses built on it, right? And so that's the amazing thing. The Golden Gate Bridge goes from basically one park, which is the Presidio, which was a military base given back to the city, but a military retirement community, really. And that on the other side, um, you've got uh, basically uh, Marin Headlands, which is national or, or state park, national, I think, part of it because, oh yeah, because there's defenses built in the hills there from oh. World War II, some of these missile silos and shit. So anyway, long story short, it's all nature. So either sides of the bridge is green and beautiful and, and there's beach you can go down to. So it's, it's, it's a pretty special bridge in that it's so close to a major city and some it's action, but it's actually connecting two parks. Yeah, I didn't think about the whole fact that this bridge was built with those two towers, right? <laughs> I mean, yeah, that, was that is amazing, right? You know, bit. you go across other bridges, they're like, okay, you got about four or five of them still holding down. How do yeah, you? That's lazy. <laughs> um, I call them lazy. <laughs> 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 all, right, all right, okay, two more, right? Two more. Ice cream. Uh, well, uh, that is can also, in my opinion can do no wrong so it can never be it's always underrated because mm -hmm. it is the most ma I, if i like to ask people um like if you were stuck on a desert island and you could only eat five foods for the rest of your life but you can assume they're all perfectly well balanced so just mm -hmm. go for what you like so you'll still get the nutrition even if it's ice cream and so i don't Ice cream appears on so many people's lists. Yeah. When you ask that question, pizza and fries seem to rank up there as well. But yeah, that. <laughs> you know, yeah, ice cream is just, uh, you know, and that's also something literally that couldn't exist without technology, which is kind of weird. Mm -hmm. But that's kind of a way to tie it into this whole thing, right? Because freezing, yeah. refrigeration and freezing. Uh, we need that in order to, I don't, I, it must've been hard to make ice cream when you had to cut the ice out of the frozen lakes and ship it like from yeah. Lake Tahoe down here and use it. I don't, well, that's probably why they didn't have ice cream. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I would agree, man. You know, I love it. 
and you know the history behind it is amazing um all right last one you ready yeah the metaverse oh overrated oh my god <laughs> i am sorry but that was another example of where the the hypesters got in got a little ahead of themselves mm -hmm. on sort of that this was a fundamental transformation that's coming so i there are people who disagree with me on this but obviously who knows we'll find out but i think you know I'll put it this way, Meta's version of the metaverse, oh. Mark Zuckerberg's version of the metaverse, I think he's just got it dead wrong. I think he's, he, I mean, poor guy, he was snatched out of reality when he was whatever, 19 or 20. I don't know how he can develop a vision for what humans want when he hasn't been interacting with normal humans oh. for, for a third of his life. And I, I didn't think, think about that. Yeah, and I think he, I just don't, I think his gut is wrong. I don't think we all want to wear these motion sickness inducing headsets. <laughs> yeah, um, definitely motion sickness inducing. Yeah. Um, to do our jobs, to be like sitting in a room all like in these headsets, like machines and like, yo, can you send me that spreadsheet? And yeah. you're not even looking at it. You're just like doing it by looking at it with your eye and you shift it over. That's like for... I'm sorry. I mean, develop that technology to help people who are handicapped, but I don't want to use that as an able-bodied person. I want to get out and meet people and do stuff. And so, yeah. you know, gaming, absolutely fun. Certain mm -hmm. immersive kind of things like, uh, you know, touring, uh, uh, architecture, buildings uh, that are planned. Anything where you need to be in it to understand it or where it's fun to be in it. So, you know, uh, obviously applications are going to be gaming and porn. And, um, you know, it, it, I think it's, if it gets to work, it's mm -hmm. going to get there. It's going to get there a lot. It's the same order like the Internet. Like, yeah, it started with porn. And then I think it went to like, I know what got my dad into it was that you could trade stocks. And, you know, there's something... It, like, so I don't know. The metaverse didn't have its killer app for me to sort of make. Well, it has some killer apps, but it doesn't have that transformative, like, oh, we're all just going to switch over to it. Mm. You know, do I really want to walk down the virtual aisles of a virtual store to find my product on a virtual shelf when in Web 2.0, I can just search for it, click it, and click add to cart yeah right i mean it's just sometimes yeah. it's a little too far so that's why i think people are getting a little bit ahead of themselves on the metaverse i mean definitely a transition for people you know i agree that it's like beyond our time now you know what it, i could see it, it i think it depends on the generation sometimes you know who it appeals to right like for me i can understand it's like understanding 90s music versus like you know 2000 like i'm in between that era where i can understand it right and i can get mm -hmm. it and i can relate with the younger generation who who does really want to be all in the metaverse and stuff and then i can relate with the older universe i personally wouldn't i probably would lean more towards the older generation and say look what the hell are you doing right <laughs> you know? um, i mean do they really what do they know what they want have they i mean so vr headsets have been around i there's a clip from uh tv british tv comedy called absolutely fabulous 
where Adina is wearing VR glasses and bumping into things um, mm. from 1992. And, and so I just, I think, yeah, I wonder if, well, if I put it this way, if Gen Z and um, to some extent, millennials are so excited about the metaverse and that it is a difference of opinion that's based more on age than why aren't they buying headsets? Why, what, what's going, I mean, this market is not developing. Hmm. Um, so I, you know, I, I think I, I, if I were 22, I would probably say the same thing. I'd be like, oh my God, there's, it's so cool. Everything, of course, it's like so cool. And I don't have to get up and, but you quickly will realize you want to oh, get yeah. up. <laughs> yeah, I agree, man. I agree. You know? Now everyone will realize that we're physical human beings. We need to operate in the physical world. The you know certainly the amount of time that some of these people think we would be spending in these headsets. Uh, you know, great. I, I actually like AR much better. Like mm. I have. I like AR. AR headset. Myself. There's a really Nreal. It's called that. And like Nreal. Um, they have a new one. I think they call it the air, <laughs> but it's like 300 bucks, but it, it, all it does is project a screen in front of you, but it's a, it's like a home theater screen. It's like a 120 inch screen mm. and it's hovering there. So you think you're on an airplane and you put on these glasses and you put on your earplugs and you are in a theater because it's so gigantic. And so that's the beginning. That that's, that's that example of the, the product that's, they launched with something much more complicated, couldn't sell them. They stripped everything out and made it nothing more than an, a second screen. Yeah. And they yeah. realized, wait a minute, we're competing with the $1,200 giant television from Panasonic that people are gonna put in their living room. We can mm -hmm. give them that experience for 300 bucks and you can wear it on your face. And so, and the CEO, I posted about it and the CEO actually popped in a thread and said, that's exactly what we're doing. We are, actually, <laughs> we're like, the market's not ready. So we're gonna sell this as a second screen mm -hmm. competing directly against the giant TVs you see in Best Buys mm. because that market is five times the size and or 15 times the size and you know uh, so they can you know get a piece of that and then walk customers into the uh, the bigger uh, vr type applications and ar applications yeah no i like i like ar i like uh i like that for sure um i mean my sons all right you know my kids they they're they're heavy into uh you know the other stuff right you know they're they're heavy into it you know so you see the transition right um but look hey Peter, this has been amazing you have you have changed the dynamic for the whole understanding what deep fake is and then also given the use cases i really love that a lot of the audience was able to really sit there they're going to be able to sit there and listen and understand some of the use cases, right? How they're impacted by deep fake and then they can make their own decisions, right? You know, so I do appreciate you being on the podcast. You know, audience, thank you for listening to Data's My Science Podcast, Shutting Me Data Passion. I'm your host, Dapper Data. Where can they reach you at, Peter? 
And is there anything that you're promoting right now? I, I would just say check out the app, you know, certifyit.org. So certify it, just like it's spelled .org. Um, and, and if you have an iPhone, play with it. And please let me know what you think. My email is peter at certifyit.org. All right. Great, great. And audience, you know, you can always reach me at Mr. Dapper Data on any one of the social media platforms. Definitely check me out. Definitely subscribe to my YouTube uh, Data is My Science podcast, right? You can just do www.youtube.com forward slash at percent signs Dapper Data. That's D-A-P-P-E-R Data, D-A-T-A. All right. I love you all. Peace. Thank you, Peter. I appreciate it. Thank you for listening to the Data is My Science podcast, the show that makes data your passion with your host, Dapper Data.